This is Damon Udicek, and this is the Ideal Money Life Podcast. This is my journey to build a business from zero to $1 million in 12 months. I'm going to experience a lot in the next 12 months. I'm super excited about the journey. I can't wait to share my failures, my successes, and everything in between. All right, let's do this. Good morning. I am up early, and we had a really good day yesterday. We went to uh, the North Carolina Zoo in Asheboro. And we had originally planned on going to the North American side. Uh, But those plans changed. And we ended up going to... Sorry, we were going to go to the Africa side. But the plans changed. And we ended up doing North America. We had just a lovely time. And uh, I brought my phone with us. And we took some pictures. Um, they had two mountain lions there, or cougars, and um, they were doing all sorts of walking around and having fun with us. And one of the things I did as well is um, I had my selfie stick with me, and what I did is um, I did a couple Damon dailies, and it was one of those things that uh, I, when I was over in, in London, uh, jumped in around with uh, Sam Flores, we, we, we talked about this, and he's, he's been doing daily videos, and um, actually the idea came from something that John Maxwell has done with his company, uh, A Minute of Maxwell. And I had uh, done some really quick video. I did a real quick video while I was in the Netherlands at ProfitCon. And while there, I, I, they, they did a presentation on doing videos to promote your business. And so half, halfway through the, the, the presentation that the, the lady gave, we went out and I recorded a quick video. I was like, this is easy. And so, it's one of those things that I've been thinking about doing for, you know, about a month now, because it's been a month since I came back from, from Europe. And one of the things that I had planned on doing, but then, you know, it was, I got all these other things set up. And I've been doing a lot of things. And so, it was one of the things I didn't want to start something that was going to take a ton of time, and it was going to be a bear to manage. I was like, I just don't want to add a lot of um, any more extra work onto my plate because I feel like I'm really in a good rhythm now with the podcast. I feel like I'm really in a good rhythm with the writing. If I add on the Damon Dailies, how much time is that going to you know, diffuse my efforts? And not really, I don't think so, you know, because while we were at the zoo, I recorded quick two, three, you know, two minute video and then I was done 
and there's no need to really edit those at all. Um, so I, I think that we'll launch them, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to build up a library of um, 20 or so videos before I launch it. Uh, and the I, that idea came from, um, with the podcast, I've been spending basically a month, I, I want to say... I I'll have to look back, but I think I started recording the podcast around the 7th of July, and I've been doing uh, essentially a podcast. I've been recording episodes seven days, or not seven days a week, but six days a week. And while I've been doing that, um, I got to um, last night when I was just adding the outros and the intros to each episode. And then I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to release 10 episodes tomorrow. Today is August, and today is tomorrow. So today is August 1st. I'm going to release 10 episodes on August 1st. And then I looked at, you know, I've got 15, I probably have at least 15 episodes still in the can. There's just some minor edits, like removing some obvious dead space and then trimming off the the tops and the ends because it typically I would say I probably have a I probably have you know a couple seconds at the beginning and the end that are that is just dead space just for you know just based on how I record it and so I thought about this a bit a bit further and I was like you know what um this is great. I've got a I've got a backlog of videos, which now I can start releasing one podcast a day, and I don't have to worry about running out of content because I'm still gonna I'm in the habit already of recording an episode because now I'm in the habit of already recording an episode a day so. I've got to a point where I've got plenty of content in the can already, and as long as I just keep recording daily, then I'm going to have, I'm not going to run out of content. I've also got buffer built up. So I really like the fact that I've got buffer built up, and I can, uh, I've got some breathing room accordingly. And uh, so I feel really good about that with the podcast. I've got this buffer. Um, with the videos, I think what I'll wasn't looking to see, but I mean, I think in 15, 20 minutes, one day a week, I could record all my Damon's dailies and then I'm good. Um, and then it's just a matter of uploading them to YouTube and that's that's not a lot of work i mean it's one of those things that it might take a little bit to upload from actually do the upload on the computer but outside of that um i can i don't have to watch it the whole time uploading uh, so that's that's a game plan for today um is to have those daily uploads or daily videos now, it would be different if I was doing Facebooks or whatever, um, Facebook Lives, which from what I've heard, those, 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 
Well, and from what I've heard is those uh, podcasts or the the um, Facebook lives can be a very good way to promote the business. So we'll see how that works. Um, let's go ahead and talk about getting the podcast ready to go because, boy, I was I was a little bit nervous about this for a couple reasons. Um, I, I poured a lot of personal stories into the podcast. And so now I'm at a point of being extremely vulnerable uh, during, during the podcast. There's a vulnerability to this that uh, it's a little frightening. Uh, it's also... I guess I was going to say scary, but that's the same thing as frightening. Now, one, you know, here's one thing that can certainly happen is nobody will listen. (laughs) And then I don't have anything to be worried about. But I put it up on Facebook where I know that, you know, a certain amount of people probably don't read my feeds anymore. And that's fine. I I get it. That's fine. Um, I certainly don't watch other people's feeds because, you know, for whatever reason, I've decided I don't want to follow that person anymore. Um, but uh, in any event, with this um, being vulnerable, about, like, it's taken a certain amount of courage for me to be willing to share those stories and share those experiences with other people because... Um, I will get some backlash from some people, I'm sure. Um, it's just, that's just the, the thing about it. And we'll see. We'll see how that goes. And um, I'm really proud of the work I've done. And that obviously, it'll get better. Um, one thing that I did last night is as I was writing my, I did my blog post uh, my own very Karate Kid moment. And I shared in there, you know, how working with a business coach really helped turn my business around. I talked about just some of the things that, that happened. So here I am getting ready to release this blog. And I got done with it last night. I got done with, you know, getting everything ready. The last thing I have to do is hit publish. I, I went on to Facebook and uh, sent a quick message, you know, less than 18 hours before the podcast publishes. I got deeply personal about my stories of failures and success with business over the last 11 years. And the podcast is on these um, eight uh, podcast directories. And I was really happy that I was able to get onto Apple Podcast before I headed out. Uh, it was one of those things, or before the, the launch of the podcast. Um, that's where I look for all my podcasts, and I, I feel like Apple Podcast is, you know, a great directory to be listed on. Whether or not it actually is for the Apple people out there, I think that's probably the only place they look. For, for podcasts. I know personally, that's the only place I look for podcasts. Um, 
So I was happy to, that that got listed. Uh, and then I went and, and spent some time getting on some other podcasts or podcast directors as well. That's about everything that I have to say about getting the podcast up and running. A little bit of nervousness around it. There's also a certain amount of um, excitement and hopefulness around this um, that it'll it'll do well and I'll build up an audience from it. Um, and people will really enjoy the content. Uh, and so there's a certain amount of excitement about that. Um, and then there's also some thoughts of, oh, well, I'm going to, this is going to transform everything for me. I'm going to build this great audience up tomorrow. And then, you know, it's going to become, you know, get all these different, um, it's just going to go, you know, spread like wildfire, which, I mean, the chance of that is probably one to two percent. I would love for that to happen, um, but I'm definitely not counting on it. But it's it's one of those things, what will happen if I, you know, if it, if it really spreads? That would be amazing. Um, and it would really start to give me the opportunity to build an audience. I think when I looked at it last, the... Um, the listens I had was around 16 or 20, which I'm considering a big success uh, for just posting it on on Facebook. So that's, you know, it'll build more of an audience as people get to listen to it and they like the show. Um, When I was, when I did my, I did a little bit of research for the Karate Kid when, you know, for my blog post yesterday, and the one thing that I really enjoyed was watching the original trailer for The Karate Kid back then. It had Mr. Miyagi giving his uh, words of wisdom. And uh, one of the things, there was a scene where Daniel and Mr. Miyagi were in, in a room and they were both cutting bonsai trees or trimming bonsai trees. And Daniel asks, well, how do I know if the way I'm cutting this bonsai tree is right? And with Mr. Miyagi's uh, set, and then Mr. Miyagi says, if come from inside of you is always right. So that's, that's how I'm, uh, posting uh, or putting my faith and belief in the blog and also in the the podcast that I am pouring the best of what I have into this. And when by putting the, my best into it, then I'm going to attract people that are going to be attracted to my best. Now, there's certainly plenty of people, and I've, I've done work and have had clients in the past where my best just wasn't what they wanted. Um, and they sh- showed me that in a number of ways. The number one way I would show that is they just didn't pay on time. 
Um, and the other ways, you know, so I had some people that got really upset at me. Uh, and, you know, that's the, you know, that's, that's what, what had, had happened. And, and sometimes I, I didn't meet a good standard and, and I'll be, be honest on that, but, uh, there's a certain part of the population that is super demanding. And I think as, as a country, us in, we in America have gotten more and more demanding. And I know at times I've, I've allowed myself to get more demanding on people. And it's, it's one of those things that given the way technology makes everything instantaneous, uh, there's, there's a certain amount of positioning in the American public that we want it now. It's got to be instant. It's got to be perfect. And we're not going to tolerate anything less than that. And I think that's, I think that's a sad state of affairs because we are all humans and we're not going to be perfect. Um, we could be excellent, uh, but we don't want to be perfect because it's just impossible to be perfect as a human. And um, so one of the things that I have transitioned from over the time is being less demanding uh, and being less of a jerk. Because I, I think that there have certainly been times where I've been a jerk, uh, where I got irate at people um, because things weren't done when they were supposed to be done and all this other stuff. Now, that's I'm not excusing excellence. You know, because if someone doesn't do work um, and I'm paying them, then that's a problem. We wanted, you know, th the excellence is, is a different story than perfection. And so the other thing that, that I've seen happen a lot in my previous world is trying to be the be all and the end all of, of everything for my clients. Um, and that's, you know, I've got this giving nature with people and I've been willing to help out in a lot of different ways. Um, and I find that at times I've bent over backwards for clients that I've had because I wanted to please them. I wanted to make them, you know, have this great customer experience. Um, but in reality, I did this horrible thing called scope creep. And scope creep is a situation where uh, we've got a certain set of work that is available for the amount of money that's paid. Um, and then the client says, oh, can you do this? And at first, uh, what, what I've done too many times in the past is said, yeah, sure. It'll only take me 10 or 15 minutes. 
of course I'll do it. I'm making good money on the, this initial project, so I can afford to, to give that away. Well, then what ends up happening is that the original engagement or project that was paid for gets blown out of the water. And so um, people just don't think, you, I ended up training my clients the wrong way that, hey, Damon will take care of it. Damon will take care of it. Damon will take care of it. And what I should have said is, great, I'm happy to do that. This is what is going to be, you know, this is the price for me to do that. That's outside of the original scope of what we talked about. That is the grown-up, mature business person way to, to do things. The immature, people-pleasing way to do things is the way that I had done it for so many times. Um, I'm going to I'm going to compare this situation to me going to a hamburger joint. And when I go to a hamburger joint, I uh, look at the menu. And I say, okay, I want the number one meal, which is going to give me a bacon cheeseburger, fries, and a soft drink. And then I order that. I pay my $10 for the meal, uh, and then I eat my meal. And then I'm like, well, you know what? I didn't have dessert with that. So I'm just going to go ask the, um, the hamburger joint if they'll give me an ice cream cone. And then I go up to the um, counter. I said, you know, I, I ordered this meal, but then I realized I wanted uh, an ice cream cone on top of that. And then they're like, okay, here you go. And I never paid for the ice cream cone um, because they gave it to gave it away for free. And what's the now? I'm thinking, oh well, if I just ask, uh, and then I. And I go down, eat my ice cream cone, and then I have my daughter with me. She's like, well, Dad, you got an ice cream cone. Let me get a ice cream cone. So I go up and say, hey, um, you know, I just had this ice cream cone. It was great. Um, and my daughter would like an ice cream cone as well. And then they just give me an ice cream cone without charging me. Um, that would be ridiculous. You know, because now they're probably in a situation because they gave two ice cream cones away for free that... They're, they're losing money on that situation. And if they keep doing that for long, they're going to be out of business really quickly. And that's, that is an example of scope creep. And that was an example of where a lot of times I just looked at, um, since time doesn't really have a price on it, where I'm not paying money for my time, then... Um, in those instances, when I when I was willing to do the work for free and let the scope creep up, I ended up just shooting myself in the foot. And the last time I did this, I was hired for a certain project, and she was like, "Okay, I'm I'm happy for you to do this." Um, you know, you're, you're helping with profit first. I'd also like you to, to uh, take over the bookkeeping. I'd like you to take over the tax returns. And I was like, I don't want to do that. But, you know, I was like, well, I'm, I'm making good money on the profit first. 
um, and, you know, she wants me to do this other work, so I was like, okay, this is, you know, this is what it's going to be doing the tax returns, I gave her the pricing on that, and then I, I did the bookkeeping cleanup work, and I didn't give her a price at first, because I didn't know how much work was involved, I mean, um, it, it essentially, it was um, a lot of work that was left behind, and so I also made comments, oh, it'll be easy for me to do that, you know, and so, yeah, it'll be easy for me to do that, but that didn't mean that it was a lot of time, and so I set the stage, um, and then when I went to um, bill her for it, she got all upset about it, and like, and, but I ended up getting paid for the work, but I lost the client overall, and it was all because I allowed myself to do, get, I allowed scope creep to occur, and I allowed myself to um, not be firm and say, well, I don't do that, you know, because that wasn't the core set of, of work that I was doing, and and it wasn't really my most profitable work, and so why, why in the first place did I even resolve, why did I do that? Because I think realistically I wanted to please her and there's probably a certain amount of that. I didn't want to face rejection and all this other stuff. I, I don't know. I mean, if I wanted to spend some time really delving into the cause of that um, effect, I could. And it's probably worthwhile doing, but I'm, it's not something I'm going to do right now. Um, but it really um, brought into mind that it doesn't make sense for me to um, do work that I don't want to do. I just, I just have to be firm with that and, and keep my, um, be disciplined with it. Which is, to a certain extent, why I'm very excited about the way, new way I'm offering my services. Because basically, um, in the past, I did these just kind of what I called never-ending engagements. It was just con- continual you know, doing monthly bookkeeping work, payroll, and all this other stuff that um, was, you know, needed to be done, you know. And from one standpoint, it was great because I had continuity income or recurring revenue. Um, but I got I got to where, because I had that ongoing revenue, I got comfortable and not willing to grow, per se. The, the the end of that was is that I didn't stay on top of um, I, I didn't have a marketing program in place. In fact, I will tell you this is probably true of a lot of um, maybe not a lot of business owners, but a lot of people within the accounting industry. One of the great things that they have in place, and I I truly believe that if it weren't for the IRS. I'm going to say 70% of people in the tax prep accounting world would be out of business uh, because a lot of the the people in the accounting world tend to be more introverted and they're they're shy and they, they, they're not willing to put themselves out from a marketing standpoint. Um, and they've got this great business model where they got recurring revenue. Uh, and they do a little bit of networking here or there, 
they start to build up a little bit of a book and business and they, they're successful with it and people like the work that they're doing so that uh, they keep coming back and then they may get into tax prep work. Well, nobody in the country really likes taxes and it's confusing and all this other stuff. And so um, they, they build a client base that keeps coming back to them because it's a pain to switch to another tax preparer. And they, what ends up happening is the, the, as long as they're willing to take on new tax work, they're never going to run out of business because there's not enough tax preparers out there. And um, people get to a situation where the taxes get to be too complicated to deal with. And they're like, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm just going to pay someone. And so they ask around to get a referral for, for someone to do the tax returns. And then that original person builds up a client base. And on average, they probably grow their tax businesses um, 15% with new referral work every year. And then they probably lose 5 to 10% of their, their tax prep base every year. Um, and so they're, they're fortunately in a position where there's a, a lack of supply for the demand of that work. And so they're able to build a sustainable freelancer business. Um, and that's what I did for, for 10, 10 or almost 11 years, I guess, is I built up that freelancer business. Uh, but what ended up happening is I got caught in the freelancer's trap, which is what I'm going to talk about on the next episode. That does it for today's show. If you enjoyed the podcast, do two things for me, please. One, subscribe to the Ideal Money Life podcast. And two, tell one person about the show. This is a labor of love for me, and I want to get the message to as many people as possible. Thank you for listening. Ideal Money Life podcasts are for general information purposes only and do not create a CPA, tax advisor, investment, or other professional relationship. You should consult your professional advisors before you apply anything you've learned from this podcast. Remember the wise words of Benjamin Franklin, your net worth to the world is usually determined by what remains after your bad habits are subtracted from your good ones. Have a great day.